0: So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Say to God, a magnificent door of opportunity has been opened to all of us to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with the God who saved us. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is opened and made available to all of us, now many of us have walked through to enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that he wants to do with me and you. One of the reasons why is because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with him. But there are things that God's word says that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you. Pathways that each of us can and should follow that'll get us to the place where we have the kind of close intimate relationship with God that he desires to have with us. So come on and let's learn a little bit more today about some of those pathways to have a closer more intimate relationship with God so without further ado let me share today's message with you it's called pathways to increase intimacy with God but before I do I got a question to ask you are you ready for the word because ready or not here it comes Matthew chapter 11 here's one of the things he'll do for you remember he said a peace I'll give you not like the world give give I unto you here's one of the reasons why Matthew chapter 11 we'll start reading at verse 27 all things are delivered unto me of my father. How I many things? What does all mean? What's left after that? Which means father ain't got nothing that ain't been given to Jesus. Which means if you want anything from the father, you're going to get it from Jesus. Even the pathway to him, you're going to get from no, from him. But don't forget, Jesus is the word. And so the, everything you're going to get, you, we're going to get from this word. Because this word is going to testify of what it is that we need to do. Because the Bible says he's been found in the in the volume of a book. It testifies of him. So everything in this book from cover to cover is talking about Jesus Christ. It's called Christocentrically. It is everything is centered around Christ. He is the, that's the theological term. He is the, the centermost uh, point of the entire scriptures. He is the theme and the centermost part of the entire scripture. Everything about it is talking about him. Every type and shadow of the old points to the new. It's talking about him and what it is that he do. Come on, one. And I, I got anyone in the house. I got anyone in the house. And y'all feel me on that one there? Praise God. He is the theme in the most part of the scriptures. Is anybody in me? All things are delivered unto me of my father. And no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. See, the son has to reveal him to you. He's there all the time. We'll find out that he's always right there. But at the same time, he has to reveal him to and show it to you. That's why some of us can walk around ignorant from years and then illuminated within a moment or two. And we'd be stunned over what it is we just found out. Anybody can testify? Gave up decades in dumbness. Praise God. <laughs> thinking that you had it all together. Thinking that you had it going on. All of a sudden, one day, a light shined from heaven. Bam! Showed you what was up. You're like, oh my God. Because God, because the son will reveal him to it. Verse 28 tells us the, what what should do as a result of all that. It says, come unto me. Come unto me. For I know you want to go into the rest of the scripture, but let's just stop there. Come unto me. That's what God's inviting you to do. Come unto me. Come. That word come means come hither. Come on now. You know, you know, you know, how the parents speak to the kids. First they say, Johnny, Johnny. Miguel, Pablo Pookie. Whoever, you know, they call his name. Huh? Yes? What? Come here. That, 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 that let you know that he's not just trying to get your attention. He's trying to get you to come somewhere. Come hither. That phrase come hither means come here. The inference is to a specific and specified location or destination. To a specific or specified location or destination where is it come unto me unto means forward forward to that is towards come towards me i like that which means this isn't an instant thing it's, a, it's going to be a step by step process depending upon how far you are away is how many steps you're going to take on a given day but remember 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 we got a promise in the book of james you take a step toward me i'm gonna to come towards you because God's going to cut the distance even faster. Praise God. All you got to do is make a motion. And he going to make a motion. Trust me. His motion bigger than your motion. He cover way more territory than you do. Praise God. So all you got to do is make you move. Come unto me. It, the word unto is a preposition of direction. He's telling you exactly which direction to go. Where? Unto me. The me is talking about Jesus. Who is the word of God the anointed word of God, which was sent to me and you to deliver us and set us free and allow us to be able to step into what the Father has in store for me and you. Come unto me. That word unto, I said, is a preposition of direction. It denotes different things. It denotes different things. It is one of the things it denotes, not connotes, denotes, praise God, which is a direct notation. It denotes motions toward, motions toward. See, God wants us to make motions toward him wants us to make motions toward him. Praise God, which means this is an action. We got to do something. Praise God, you're going to make motions toward it. It also means ascension to, ascension to. I like that. The word ascension means the act of entering upon or attaining to something or someone. The act of entering upon or attaining to something or someone. See, God wants us to have access to him. That's why he's inviting us. He wants us to have access to him. That's why he's beckoning us. He wants us to come unto him. For instance, for instance, for instance, I was behind a closed door and you heard me holler out already, come here, come, 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 come here. Come to to me now. And you get to a closed door. You don't have to wonder whether you have the right to open it. You don't have to hesitate at any closed door. You can just go straight through. Why? Because I've already called you and told you to come unto me. Does that make sense? And God's inviting us, which means I don't care what kind of closed door, what kind of opposition you run into, just walk straight through that. Because God's inviting you to come through him. Because Satan is going to give you, uh, he's going to put up for you plastic, paper mache, pretense things to stop you from moving forward in what he has in store for you. But it's plastic, it's paper mache, it's, it's pretense. God has already given you the invitation to come. Now, come. Come unto me. It's, an, it's ascension. See, God wants us to have access to him. We're also to know that drawing, drawing closer to God causes us to attain and gain something. Drawing closer to God causes us to attain and or gain something. Something that we wouldn't or couldn't gain or attain without drawing closer to him. That's why he's inviting us. That's why he's inviting us. In fact, that word unto also uh, carries a denotation of nearness at nearness at. Hallelujah! I know my prepositions dangling, but I'm supposed to stick a a a a a noun or a pronoun right behind it, or at least a, a a a a phrase right behind it. Praise God! In order to be able to make, uh, yeah, it's got an in a noun or a pronoun. It's got in a noun or a pronoun because that way it makes sure that the preposition don't dangle. But we already got the noun and the pronoun. Him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Hell. So, he's supposed to draw nigh to him, get nearness at him. See, God wants us to increase in our nearness to him. Who is he talking to? Us. But I like the Lord. He, he, he knows us. You know, God knows you. Now, I know, I know, I know that, you know, we act like we got it all together. But he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He lets us know who's, who he wants to come. Remember, Jesus said, I come to set folks free and he's calling all that labor. That word labor means to feel fatigued, feel fatigued. That's where you're tired, where you're tired. I ain't nobody weighing their hand up in here, praise God, because you've been pretending like you ain't tired. You got it all together, praise God. But, you know, sometimes we just tired, tired of being broke, tired of being sick, tired of the dumb stuff. Come on, I thought I'd get a better amen on the dumb stuff, praise God, tired of the dumb stuff, praise God, tired of the. The, the, the never ending drama, the soap opera that just seemed like it go on and on and on, 50 years before it get canceled, praise God. We're tired of the dumb stuff. Some of us just tired of being tired. You ain't never been there, praise God. We just tired of being tired, praise God. We just tired, you just irritated about anything. Anything that remind you how tired of you are, you just irritated about it. You just irritated about it. Somebody walk up and say, Look at my new outfit. What? <laughs> you're just tired. You ain't got to have new outfit in so long. Praise this guy you only knows what to do. Just tired. No, you ain't never been like that. By implication, it means to work hard. Some of us is working hard. Hardly working and hardly getting results. Hardly working and hardly getting results. We're just going through a lot of efforts and a lot of stuff and a lot of things and, and spinning our wheels and and then digging ditches and ain't nothing seem to happen. And then you're tired. Why? Because all ye who are late, who labor and are heavy laden. That word "heavy laden" means to load up. To load up, it carries the premise of loading up. You know, imagine you know how you ladies put one of them big old purses on your on your arm. Praise God. Got everything and it ready for anything. Praise God. That's like a serious survival, but survival thing. And the brothers are laughing. They don't even got backpacks nowadays. Praise God. They can't carry a purse, so They get They put a backpack on. Praise God. That's a man purse. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> hey, it's a man purse. What? I don't care no purse in this way. Got it on her back, but still heavy late. Praise God. Imagine putting a whole bunch of them on. We got 15, 20 of them on. Praise God. You heavy late. That's how some of us walk around. We all got so much junk all over us and stuff. So much stuff going on in our lives. We got so much stuff. It's like what? We heavy laden figuratively it means to overburden with ceremony. S. D. To overburden with ceremony, and this overburden is like is is like loading up animals on uh, uh uh beasts of burden and loading them up. Anybody ever seen on on TVs and stuff like that? Camels loaded up with stuff. Man, they put more stuff on the back of that camel. I'ma just be sitting there chewing, praise God. And they just strap something else up there. You're like, dang. Mules, burrows. You see those? They just be strapping stuff all up on top of them and stuff like that. Be like this little bitty little burrow and they got all this stuff strapped up on it and stuff like that. I bet you that burrow could talk. He said, man, why don't you care? There's some of this yourself. Ain't <laughs> hey, none of this my stuff, praise God. Some of us all loaded up like that. God said, look, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden. Now, I say figuratively, it means overburdened with ceremony. Included in the overburden with ceremony is being overburdened with spiritual anxiety. Because believe it or not, some folk can even be overburdened with spiritual anxiety. Spiritual anxiety. Am I doing enough? Did I do too much? Is it going to work out? I don't know. I don't know. Is it? is it? I don't know. Trying to be right. Come on. And then you learn about faith. And sometimes you get strapped up, don't even know how to talk be hurting can't tell nobody because how do I phrase this praise God I am I'm, I'm sick but I can't say I'm sick because if I say I'm sick I'm claiming my sickness so so we get overburdened with spiritual uh, uh, anxiety and stuff we'd be all anxious on whether we said it enough said it enough. did we say too much oh Lord Look, oh no I told the Lord I was going to pray an hour. I only prayed 47 minutes oh Lord is he going to dock me for the other 13 minutes? Praise God. He going to dock my blessing 13 minutes worth of something. Praise God. We'd be all anxious about stuff. Keep your finger here. Praise God. Praise God. Go to, go to Philippians chapter four. Keep your little finger here and then go over to Philippians chapter four. Praise God. We all anxious and jacked up over stuff. God will set you free. And we'd be all bound up all while free. Praise God. We all jacked up. I know it said the first fruit. Oh my God! I paid my life bill first. <laughs> is that go over? Oh, is that gonna undo my blessing, honey? No. It's a, it's a premise. Philippians chapter four, verse three. It said, "Be careful for nothing." That's just be careful for nothing. Not a thing. No, not one thing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, just let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understand, will keep, protect, guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. See, God wants your heart and mind protected through Christ Jesus. He ain't he, 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 he trying to protect your heart and mind. He ain't trying to overburden your heart and mind with all kind of stuff. Because sometimes we need even be jacked up with spiritual anxiety. Oh, Lord. Go back to Matthew chapter 11, please. That's not God's intention. Anytime God gives you a word, it's not to jack you up. It's not to condemn you. It's not to put you through a little bitty strainer. Matthew chapter 11. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. What you gonna do if I come? And I will give you rest. The word rest right there means to repose. Repose. Some of us do need to repose. I like these mock in, in in some ways I like these modern cameras in some ways. A lot of ways I don't like, them, praise God. but in some ways I do like these modern cap. At least you can see what the picture going to look like right off the bat. Sometimes it ain't until you used to come back from the drugstore. Let me used to get them. Let used to get them. They used to go to drugstore, get them, get them printed and stuff like that. Some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. That's why Kodak is, is, is filing bankruptcy right now. Praise God. <laughs> We just go get them printed. Praise God. Amen. Go get them printed. Hallelujah. You can, sometimes you didn't find out till you got it printed that you had a jacked up picture. Too late to repose? Because <laughs> that time is gone. Now you can go ahead and repose Because some of us is like we in a jacked up situation and we look like it. They be like, smile. <laughs> Don't you want to repose, Praise God. <laughs> You know, open up the bill. <laughs> Two other repos. Well, actually the word repos don't I, like lay down. It means to just relax. Wouldn't it be just good to just to relax? Now, I'm speaking to people that's doing stuff right now. <laughs> Some of y'all need to quit relaxing. <laughs> and start like doing something. Praise <laughs> God. But for the folk that's like heavy laden, I'm talking about he wants us to relax. Some of us just need to chill. Could you imagine just not have to worry about that day, that next day they come, and it's just you could just relax and just enjoy and know everything's already taken care of? Come on now. You ain't got to worry about what the person, you know, what people going to do, how they going to act. Cause you know, folk. Folk can jack a good day up. If you let them, if you let them. That's if you let them. Where is that? Would you have to worry about what folk doing? You don't have to worry about nothing there. You don't have to worry about money. Come on now. You can go and answer your phone, all that kind of stuff. God wants us to get some rest. That's what he's after. That word, I like that by implication, it also means to refresh. Whereas you get revitalized. God wants to revitalize your life. But how does that happen? Come unto me. Because if we come unto him, then there's an opportunity for our lives to be revitalized. Turn over to Hosea chapter 6, please. Hosea. Chapter six. It's in the Old Testament. Where it's God? Hosea chapter six. Hosea Joel Amos. If you hit Joel, you're going to be pointing back the other direction. Hosea chapter six. See, it's wise for us to go ahead and return unto the Lord especially since he's inviting us to do so and told us all the wonderful things that'll happen if we do that. Hosea chapter six, verse one says, come and let us return unto the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. Of course, it's talking about he hath done, but to remember the Old Testament was written in what's called the causative tense. Praise God. They only had two, they only had two tents. Praise God. And one of them was of the tents, which meant that they, if I could put it this way, they blamed everything on him. Praise God. Amen. They knew something happened, but so they put it on him, but it was actually them that did so. Because this is, of course, uh, uh, what God was prophesying uh, to the people, telling them, you know, about the restoration and things like that and what to do in the midst of the restoration, uh, what they needed to do in order to do so. But unfortunately, The reason why they need to be restored because they turned away from God and did things all outside of what the word of God had to say, found themselves in the midst of captivity and all this other kind of dumb stuff. But, of course, God sets them free. And now he's telling them what to do to be able to get things back right in the middle of their life. And that is come and return unto me. Why? Because all those stuff all tore up. I'll heal it. Although you done got slapped around, I'll bind you up. That's like bandage you up, you know, you know, make you better. Praise God. He said, after two days, will he revive us in the third day? He will raise us up and he and, and, and we shall live in his sight. What a privilege. Look at the first thing he'll do, though. He'll heal us. That's one of the things that God wants us to do by coming back to him. Is he wants to open the door for to heal us. That word heal right there means to mend. I like this by stitching is the basic inference is by stitching. You know, because sometimes you have a, a gash or a hole that's just too big for you to just try to, you know, think that time is going to heal it by itself. No, it's not. It needs to be bound up. It needs to be stitched up. Come on now. Some of us have went and got stitches. We used play sports and stuff like that, you know, or, or, or open our mouth for the time we weren't supposed to press that. this you or know, something. We had to get stitched up somewhere because <laughs> the hole was too big. Does that make sense? So we got to get stitched up. Well, see, some of our lives are so ripped, so torn, so jacked up that it looks like it's going to leave a horrible scar. That's if it ever heals at all. God said, no, come to me. I'll sew it up. I'll put that thing back together again to the point that it'll be able to heal quickly for you. Figuratively, it means to cure. God will cure us. See, God wants to ail us of all our ailments. He wants to he wants to aid us in all our ailments. He wants to help us with all our hang-ups. Thank you, Lord. He wants to heal our hurts because some of us is hurt, been hurt. We try to camouflage it and act like it ain't, it ain't true, but still there. God know because God know your heart. He wants to fix all our frailties, all our weaknesses and inabilities. God wants to make them abilities. That's why he's inviting us to draw near to him. He's inviting us to draw near to him just like a loving parent who sees the scrapes and the bruises that their child Uh, 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 on their child beckons them to come and draw near to them why so that the hurts can be helped so that the hurts can be helped that's the same way god's drawing me and you because come on now when you you know remember remember when you was a a parent praise god your little child you know you see them they all hurt and stuff like that they might stand in there crying and you say come here baby just come here come here and then when they come you begin to do what's necessary to be able to help them to be able to get right Help them in their little mistake. Break out the the back team or whatever, praise God, and be able to do what's necessary. Why? Because we we knew exactly what to do in order to be able to help them. And they were scrapes and bruises and everything like that and patch them up and then send them back out to play. Or they could just stay with us on that given day until they felt strong enough to be able to go out and do something. But that's what God said, come, come to me. I see what you've been through. I see what you're going through. And I can heal you and I can hurt help you and I can cure you of that thing that happened to you while you was there, while you was out, and why that thing happened to you. Why? Because he wants us to revive. That word revive right there means to cause to live. God wants to be able to do what's necessary to cause you to live. Such a way as you'll have life like you never had it before. Well, that's all the that way of time for today. Hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I Hope that you learned a little bit more about the intimate relationship that God wants to have with all of us. Hope that you learned even more about the pathways that we can take to have the increased intimacy that God wants with us. So let's accept the Word of God as true, and let's take the pathways to increase intimacy with God that He's laid out for me and you. If you want to hit a message in this entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210 7859 That's Erico 210-7859-238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassy Road in San Antonio, Texas, seven eight two one three. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Crystal Center is located at 1928 Bassy Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at six forty-five, Saturday afternoons at four thirty, and Sunday mornings at eight and eleven. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after so. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we we'll would be glad to come and get you. I bet you you'll be blessed, and I guarantee that. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held a word of faith just for you, especially... If your desires to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, we invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month, where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere. And have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until. A, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that it's with or without your boo. You know, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.